every day. Every day. Every day. I will spend time with God. I will pray. I will pray. 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 I will pray. I will be holy. I will be holy. 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 I will be. I will be holy. I will fulfill God's purpose for me and my generation. My generation. My generation. I will fulfill God's purpose. God's purpose for my generation. For me and my generation. My generation. I will live the vow. Acts chapter twenty-six. I'm continuing talking about. You, you and I making a decision to be outward in our focus towards others. And last week we talked a little bit about the tearing that takes place. It took place in Paul where he said, I'm torn. I love God so much. I'm torn. I'd love to be with him. But it's for your sake I press on and it's the right thing for me to be with you. I pray for you. I work hard to advance the kingdom on the earth. And you and I take on that same confession Though we love Jesus, though we love him with all our heart and we would love to be like Enoch and just get sucked up to heaven... We have a mission, we have a call. Each one of us are missionaries with a mission called to do something for Jesus, called to expand his kingdom on the earth, called to be the light of the world today. And uh, I wanna continue in that vein tonight as we continue to talk about looking outward. Acts chapter 26, verse 24, this is Paul. He's before um, Agrippa. Famous lines here, let's read it together. Paul, kind of on trial, if you will. Now, as he thus made his defense, I'm reading on the New King James, so it's a little bit weird. Now, as he thus made his defense, Festus said with a loud voice, Paul, you are beside yourself. Much learning is driving you mad. Intriguing kind of concept here. Festus looks at Paul and says, hey, you have so much learning that this Jesus, this knowledge of Jesus, this knowledge that you have, you become a madman. Which often will be the confession, by the way, for those who are extravagant in their declaration of Jesus. I'm not just talking about their pursuit in a personal way. But the moment that you begin to talk about Jesus in a very specific way and use words, there will be uh, backlash from people. There will be, a, it, it creates uncomfort. But he said, I am not mad. Which should be often our defense. I'm not crazy. Uh, and, 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 and I realize I say that, but I, 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 what, I, what I mean is, is that when we are adequately declaring the gospel, the world systems will look back at you and say, you've gone mad. You, you are defining your worldview you, you, on a way that does not make logical sense based upon the worldly mind, which is a true statement. And so the nature of the way that they see us is, in a sense, mad. In a sense, it's crazy. And without the understanding of Jesus, someone that decides to pray a lot, give their money away, serve the poor, uh, put themselves in a position where they're declaring the gospel you know, boldly and it, it disrupts relationships, that is offensive. And the gospel is offensive. And so when he says this, it's understandable that he would say this. And Paul looks back and he, he defends himself. He says, I'm not mad. I'm not mad, most noble Festus. He's very honorable, I think. I, I love that. He's not angry. He's honorable toward the Roman uh, leader here, which I think uh, gives us an example of what we ought to be as well. We are not arrogant uh, when accused. We're still kind. I am not mad, most noble Festus, but speak the words of truth and reason. He says, actually, when you understand who Jesus is, when Jesus shows up to you in Acts chapter nine, reveals himself to you, speaks audibly from heaven, and you understand that he actually is the fulfillment of the promised Messiah he is the one that redeems the world. He died on a cross for my sin that I could know him and that as many as possible would be won into the kingdom of God. When you get that, it actually is a logical response 
says, but speak the words of truth and reason. It's actually reasonable. It is logical. For the king before whom I also speak freely knows these things. For I am convinced that none of these things escapes his attention since this thing was not done in a corner. King Agrippa, do you believe the prophets? I know that you do believe. And then Agrippa said to Paul, you've almost persuade me to become a Christian. So here the Roman Agrippa here, the leader here, he looks at Paul. Paul's in a sense kind of in a trial almost as you will. I mean, he's standing before him and surely he should be defending his own neck. Surely he should be defending himself. But even in the midst of this scenario, there is such an aggressive desire to win as many as possible for the sake of Jesus that even in that moment when he's on trial, he is not looking mostly at, his, at himself. He's looking at Agrippa and he's looking at his own, his own heart, Agrippa's soul, Agrippa's heart. And he's kind of got him cornered. He's kind of going, do you believe? And it's a kind of an interesting thing here that Agrippa responds. He says, you almost persuade me to become a Christian. You're such a madman. You've done so well at telling your story because Paul has just told his story. Hey guys, let me tell you, I was once one who also persecuted the Jews. I was also one who persecuted the church. And this man, Jesus, appeared to me and I have forever been changed. And he tells his story to these guys. And obviously he's pretty persuasive because here, Agrippa goes, you know, bottom line is, is I hear a lot of the stories of different people and I, I hear, you know, the, the religion of the Jews. But Paul, you have almost persuaded me. And Paul said, I would to God that not only you, but also all who hear me today might become both almost and altogether, such as I am, except for these chains. Because I wish that you would be not just almost persuaded, but altogether persuaded. I want you to be like me. I am persuaded. I would that you would be more than almost, but altogether persuaded, and that you'd be just like me, minus the chains that I'm in. <laughs> minus the chains. In just a moment, I want to talk about the sadness, the reality of many who live in our culture, much like Agrippa, who are almost persuaded. And the sadness of an eternal destiny, eternal destruction in hell without Christ. But before I touch on that, I want to just make note of the intensity and the passion and the clarity by which Paul would actually attempt to persuade King Agrippa that there would be something so alive in him that he would look at him and make these statements. That he would be so strong in his pursuit of declaring the gospel. So almost forceful. So using language and declaring it. You see, because here Paul goes, you know, Acts chapter nine, I was told that I would be a witness of this man, Jesus. We talked about this last week. A witness is someone who talks about what they have seen and what they have heard. And Paul says, I have seen, I have heard, I have audibly heard Jesus. He has talked to me. And I can't help but be a declarer, a heralder. Friends, I think one of the greatest lackings in your life is that you are not a heralder with your words 
of Jesus. One of the greatest weaknesses in my own life is not being a heralder, a declarer, a witness to broken, unsaved, unredeemed, backslidden, bitter at God, discouraged people who want nothing to do with Jesus. One of the great needs within our culture, I, when I say our culture, I mean you and I. I mean North Side Colorado Springs Christian culture. I mean, I mean college kid going to furnace culture. I mean you and I working a job, you know, praying a lot culture. One of the great things that Jesus wants to do in this tribe, you and I, is to develop a conviction that we must be audible heralders and declarers and persuade many. And persuade many. I'm not saying some. How many people have I talked to and when they are honest with me and we sit at the Starbucks, they look me in the eye and they say this, truth be told, I have never, never told anyone about Jesus. I've never I, I, I would be lying to tell you that that wasn't normally what I hear. That is most common. And there's, a under, there's an undertow of thought. There's kind of this, well, the church will be the mechanism by which I'll bring people and they'll declare it. Or I'll point people to a Christian song. But let me tell you something. When Jesus said in Acts 1.8, he said, he looks at the disciples, he says, and you will be my witnesses, you in Jerusalem, and in Judea, and in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. You will be my heralder. You will be my talker. You will be the person that says it, that proclaims it. Friends, there's a great need in your life to persuade many, to be a persuader. I mean, I'm, not, I'm talking using words. And I know, I know the, the famous St. Francis of Assisi, I hear it all the time. The famous quote, preach the gospel, preach the gospel, and when necessary, use words. Heard it. I, I hear it. It's a rebuttal. It rises up within us. Don't make me. And we miss the point of what St. Francis was trying to say in order to use it to justify lethargy. If St. Francis was saying, guys, I mean, he gave everything. He lived among uh, the, the poorest of the poor. And he was saying it as a way of saying, do something extravagant. He was saying, I don't want to read more of your books. I want you to do something extravagant. And he was making a statement in order to provoke people to do something. We take it, we reverse it, and we, and we think, I will go to my pristine, nice prayer meeting. I will wear my nice clothes. I will do my thing, and I will be nice, and I will be, have a big smile, and I will try to woo somebody by never sharing the gospel with them, I will be nice enough that they will ask me why. And yet they never ask why. Because there's no power on your life. There's no declaration. You need declaration. And when there's declaration coming out, I'm talking your words. You'll gain strength. It's a part of the fruit and the evidence that Christ is working in you that you talk about it. If you're not talking about it, I wonder if it's real. If you're not talking about it, if you're not overflowing with it, 
I know what I'm saying is strong tonight, but look at Jesus. Jesus says all the time, he says, preach the gospel all the time. Mark 16, 15, he tells them, go preach the gospel. And in our culture, it is, it is, it is cool to do good works. Help the poor, it's cool. Even Bono does it. In our culture, it's cool. You can do something that's helpful. You can have your religion because we're all right with that. We live in an age where it's okay for you to believe your thing and for whatever motivation you want to do a good thing, I'm okay with that. And it's culturally not intrusive. It's all right. So we can take St. Francis and go, hey, preach the gospel, preach the gospel when necessary, use words. I'm not gonna use words, I'm just gonna do good works. And nobody challenges you. Nobody looks at you at UCCS and you say, here's what I'm doing. I am doing this for the poor. I'm going on this mission trip to help build this orphanage or whatever the thing is that you're doing for compassionate ministry. Everybody accepts that in this culture. People go, that's good. That's a good thing. But the moment that you say, the rabbi that I follow that redeemed the planet, his name is Jesus Christ. And he said, I am the only way. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Then you're a bigot. The moment you start doing that, then there's, con there's tension. There's conflict. Then people can be offended and mad. And so what do we do? We pull back, justify why it's somebody else's gifting to be a declarer, and we are going to go ahead, pull back, and just be kind. Jesus said, preach the gospel. Jesus said, go, preach it, declare it, herald it, say it. Jesus didn't say, go out, be kind till they ask you why. He said, go. I am the light of the world. I came. I, I, I created a way for men to spend an eternity with me and they won't know unless someone tells them. Don't write it off as somebody else's gifting. Oh, we've got the whole body of Christ and you know, I'm the nose and they're the tongue. Don't do that. You are a heralder. You. I'm not, don't write it off. Don't. There will be 10 ways, 20 ways where you'll try to write it off why everybody else or somebody else, but why not you? Why not why it's okay for you to keep your mouth closed, not be a heralder of the gospel, and it's not okay. It's just not. Tonight, I, I want urgency in us to look at Jesus and what he called us to be, to be heralders. I know we'll have different levels of maturity, I know some of you are good with words and some of you are bad with words. I know some of you are good with creating relationships with lost people and some of you it's hard. I know some of you, I mean the greatest connection you've ever had with lost people was when you stood in line, you know, at the Christian bookstore at Focus on the Family and you're not sure if they were really saved or not. I mean there's some of you that are really subculture and there's some of you that are way, way like already got this and this is in you and you're like, you know, prayer walk in Acacia Park and walking up to drunk people saying, hey, you want to get saved. And there's everybody in the middle. And I understand that. And I'm not here to, I'm not mad tonight at all. I just, I'm, there's a weightiness on this reality. I know it because I've been there and I've lived it and I've thought the very same thoughts. 
God, I'll lead the prayer meeting. I'll stay up here, you know, with the World Prayer Center next to the Briargate shops where Starbucks is stones throw away and I'll hang out with Christians. It'll be great. And God grieves. David, that is not obedience to the word of God. That is not obedience to the words in red from our Messiah. Preach the gospel, Mark 16. He tells the disciples, preach it. I look at what St. Francis said and I say, hey, let's look, at, let's look at what he means. Do good things. Say it. Let me tell you something. When necessary, use words. It's necessary. Yeah. Now it's necessary. There's more and more false religions growing all the time. It's necessary now. It is necessary in our generation. Whether you're a, declaring it on the bus or blogging it or, I don't know, say it. Say it. Tell people. Get out of your comfort zone. And I know. I know it's uncomfortable. That's why it's hard. It's not easy. I'm telling you. It's, it's, there are some people that it may come easy for, but you know what I have found? The ones that it's easy for them, you want to know why? Because they've just done it so many times. They just start getting into the habit of it and they start doing it. They start making it happen. Because the reality is, is when we get this conviction that Jesus matters and heaven and hell is real, when that goes deep into our heart and we see that we are the agent to proclaim salvation, grows in us then we'll declare it because how many how many out there are almost persuaded almost I mean this is Agrippa he wasn't persuaded oh the pain to think about this an eternity away from God the thief on the cross I mean I'm not talking about the thief that said yes but have you ever thought about the other thief? Imagine the thief that sits there and watches the conversation, or not sits there, hangs there, watches the conversation between Jesus and the other thief. Imagine, I mean, that conversation's going on. Jesus, remember me when you enter, you know, into your kingdom. I tell you, today you'll be with me in paradise. That guy was a breath away. <gasps> me too. Could have saved him for eternity. Almost. I, I wonder how many people are right there. Some are just going to say no. The other thief, he just said no. King Agrippa, he just said no. You know, the There's, there's, there's going to be people that just look at you and just say, no. The rich young ruler, he looked at Jesus. No. And scripture says that he walked away because he had great wealth. And there will be people that say no. But there will be some people that say yes. And your job. To persuade.
Yes, persuade with your life. Yes, persuade with your prayers. Yes, persuade with your actions. But you, you are the light of the world. You are the one that is the agent of light to that person. You embody the funnel of the the good news of Jesus to that person. You. And your great privilege is to declare it. Revelation 7, 9 says, one day there's gonna be a great multitude of which no one can count from every tongue, every tribe, every nation. There's gonna be many who say yes. That's not in question. That's not in question. There will be, I mean, it's already been declared. There's gonna be people that say yes. You have a role, you have a call, and I wanna encourage you, take the risk. Talk, just talk. Yeah, but David, you don't understand. Um, If I talk, what if I'm rejected? You probably will. That's good. It's good for you to experience. I believe this, I share this, they say no. And you go, okay, and you come back at it again. And you pray for them, give it time. You make it your mission. David, you know if I share the gospel, I might feel dumb. So that's what they accused Paul of. You're mad! Yes! Yes, I, I, I'm from another age. I, I'm living for another time. I believe that a, a, a man sits on a throne who is God and he redeemed me from that. That is not the common way. It is a narrow way. Okay. That's the way it goes. That's gonna happen. Yeah, but they might give me a funny look. Okay. Yeah, but what if I say something and they weren't in a season ready to hear and I damage somebody else's work? I've heard that one. Shut up. (laughs) That's another round of trying to do theological knots to justify lethargy, to justify getting out of obedience. It's not radical Christianity to share the gospel. It's Christianity to share the gospel. It's obedience to Jesus. It's just the way it is. Let me tell you this, friends. There will be some that you would never perceive would say yes to Jesus, that you hone in on them. And the most flamboyant sinners get persuaded by genuine Christians. Usually it's the flamboyant sinners, you know, the, the ones that are really the most mad or the most engaging in sin that are the most desperate. And they need one fiery arrow of God's word to, in, in, to go into their heart and they're the ones that turn. I've seen it so many times. I've seen it so many times in youth groups where the most I mean, godless kid gets turned around and he becomes 
the zealot, the lovesick for God, and the whole thing gets turned around. Because kids follow. And I'll tell you this. Aim for those guys. Aim for all. But aim for the most broken. Aim for the most hurting. Aim for the one that you know. My dad will never say yes. My dad is so hurt by the church. My dad is so bitter. You could preach all day long, preacher, about it, but I know here's one. His heart is hard. Aim for him. My brother, no way. My brother is so angry. My, he is so distant. He is so engaged in, I mean, he's an agnostic that believes, I mean, there's no way. Aim for him. The other waitress that works with me at Chili's, she is so cold when it comes to God. I mean, she, I, it's like hitting, I mean, a steel door. Every time I go, it's impo- there's no way this happened to her, this happened to her, this happened to her, or she philosophically believes this and this and this. Aim for her. I don't know if it's my call. It's your calling. Well, I don't know. I'm, you know, I'm not really the guy that goes for the ones that are that far lost. I'm, you know, I like to, when it comes to winning people to God, I want to go for the ones that are about to walk over the line and cross over to the line of faith. You know, I, I kind of like to go for the ones that are almost already there. You know, the apple's real low, ready to be pulled from the tree. It's just, They're just ready. They're just. Go for the lost. Go for all. Let's get, let's, let's ask God to break our hearts for the lost. For the most hurting, for the most embittered, for the most arrogant, for the family member that's the most cold. Believe again. Maybe spend 20 years believing. Maybe 30. But let's aim for it. I want to encourage you, begin to narrow in on winning someone. Someone. You're not going to wake up one day and say, hey, I don't know how, but I ended up doing a crusade for God and 50 million people got saved. Now, woohoo, I can go to heaven now. Don't start there. Start here. Who is in my life, God, that doesn't know you? And if I don't know anyone, I'm going to go find someone. And then aim in on, zoom in. I mean, laser sharp, just get one. I mean, I'm talking one. Most of us, when it comes to it, it's like, it's like having an ax and we're going to just try to get everybody saved. It's like a full th- forest and we're supposed to, if the trees were getting salvations, it's like we run around and we swing the ax and we hit one tree and then we hit another and maybe we pray for this one here and you know, maybe we share the gospel once here. I don't know what we do, you know, write on someone's Facebook wall to wall, praying for you. There's a little slice, you know. Here's what I'm saying. Forget all the rest of the forest. Pick one tree. And swing that thing over and over and over and over and over and zero in on them. Say the prayers. Wall to wall every day. Sup, dog? Here's my Matthew 13. Sup, dude? Culture, you know them. Don't do it in a weird way. 
Do it in a way that connects with them. Focus. Pick one. I'm just telling you, pick one. Pray for that one. God will connect your heart to that. And pick, I want to encourage you, pick the most lost person that you go, if this person, only God, only God could do this. And when that person says yes, or when that person says no, you'll know that when you stand before Jesus, you audibly preached the gospel. When I say audible, I mean, I mean vocal cords, but you can, you can blog it, sing it, talk it. I, I just, I mean, do something active more than just the fake belief that I'm beaming for God. I'm marinating on earth with a smile and people call it holiness. That's not what I'm talking about. Evangelism. No, no, no. Zero in. And just aim. Swing that ax all the time. Prayers, prayers, prayers. Quick comment. Ooh, ah, okay. Back to prayers, 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 prayers. Quick comment. Ha, ah, okay. Prayers, prayers. Kind deed, kind deed, kind deed. No way I'm gonna do that for him. Give him how much money? No, okay. You watch. We'll hone in. There will be some that just, I'm going to live distant from God and they make that choice, but there will be many. Say, I want Jesus. He's alive and you're different. Thank you for your kindness to me. I want to be at least that to another person. You watch. I'm not saying it's gonna, t- it's gonna happen in a year. I mean, it could take decades. I know someone that does this. And I've watched this person aggressively I mean, like a hound dog, just zero in and win people to Christ. And I know it works because I know it's what Jesus told us to do. Focus in. Just like, just like you never know what's gonna happen, but just stay steady with it. It's like a jack in the box. I mean, you just feel like you're doing it for years. Pop! A question, why do you love me so much? Jesus, oh please, I hate you. <laughs> and then the moment we give them something in their most greatest hour of need. Pop! why? Jesus, last time it was jerk, this time it's thank you. I don't know why you're so weird and all your Jesus stuff, but thank you. And their heart got softer. It's a face, it's just, it's just a shade softer. Do, 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 do. Focus in. Pick lost people. Don't, if you don't focus in, you'll, 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 you'll in a false way believe that you're making an impact. Thinking that you're glowing for God. Your life's not making a difference in terms of evangelism. Let's focus in. Let's focus in on who God's called us to. And let's use words. I'm saying talk. I'm saying, I'm saying develop, read Jesus. Get Jesus' language inside. And look at people that don't know. And use language. Write letters. Blog. Email. Sing to them. Write prose and poetry. I don't care. But let's... 
let's, let's actually be declarers and heralders. This isn't children's church, guys. You didn't sign up for children's church. You didn't sign up for a church service where we're gonna come here and smile at you and say you're doing a good job. You signed up for a tribe that says we want more. Never enough, never enough, never enough. I am weak in this area, but I won't be. I won't be. And you know what? If you'll just, if you'll focus in on it, if you're focusing it, opportunities start to come along. I won't give you too many stories, but Renata and I, in the last month, we've been talking about this a lot. We've had more opportunities in the last month than ever. And you know what? It's not, the issue is not opportunities. The issue is we are paying attention. I am gonna be really vulnerable. I hate seeing on the airplane trying to witness to people next to me. I, I just, I'm uncomfortable, I don't like it, and I've had the perspective for years. Well, I'm about to go deliver the word of God in some other city, and I need this time to prepare. Well, I ditched that a couple weeks ago. Do you know that on every plane right now I've had an opportunity to talk about God? It's not new opportunities, it's focus. My brother and I, we always make jokes about my mom because she always gets off an airplane having shared Jesus with the person next to her and having this sovereign moment with them. But you know what? When it's, now we're pushing like 15 years that's been going on, maybe there's something more than just mom always gets the God moments on the airplane. Maybe there's something more. Are you with me? Focus. You're about to go on a break. This break could make or break you. Some of you came to the furnace and you stepped out of relationships where you used to uh, live in lust and immorality and you're gonna go back and you're gonna be around that person. Some of you are gonna go back and you're gonna have a free schedule. And you're gonna be so tempted to stay up late every night. Wasting time. Let me tell you something. This next week is a huge pop quiz. Don't lose the ground that you've taken. Call your accountability leader, friends. Tell them, here's where I see my, I could go here and I want you to hold me on this. Do not want to go back to watching two rated R movies every night and call it okay. I'm not into, I'm not saying you can, I'm, not, I'm just, I'm talking about when there's the life in Jesus in here, there's just things that naturally you don't want to do. I'm not talking rated R movies or two movies send you to hell, all that jazz. I'm not doing any legalism talk. What I am talking about is fruit. What I am talking about is a real encounter, a real desire for Jesus and just other things you just don't want to do. And it's self-imposed law. Self-imposed law, one out of love and grace is good. It'll keep you in a good way. I want to encourage you in your accountability groups as you go. I want to encourage you, talk. Stay in touch the whole time. Email, text, dude, I saw her. Who? You know who. Oh, no, stay away. <laughs> Do it. I've been doing this for eight years. You know how many times I've watched it? A lot. 
And the kid, the, the kid sometimes who is so in the process of being set free walks right into a trap. Put self-imposed, self-imposed law. Dude, call me on this. I watched one freshman, freshman in college. He had a guy in the church call me on this, 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 and this. He came back from his Thanksgiving break. Far more passionate, far more fired up. Didn't engage in the other one. You've just heard one of the speakers from Desperation, a ministry of New Life Church in Colorado Springs. For more information on becoming a Desperation intern, attending one of our conferences, or joining the Desperation National Network for local churches, visit us at desperationonline.com.